Welcome to the Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church. I Hope Church. I'm Dr. D.Z. Cofield, senior pastor here at the Good Hope Church, and I want to thank you today for the privilege of your time. And before I go any further, happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers. Now listen, we're having parking lot praise on the parking lot, but listen, you have decided to worship with us via our digital platform, our digital offering. And so I want to say happy Mother's Day to all of you, all of the me-mas, the grandmas, the nee-nees, the GGs, the me-mees, whatever name you go by. Man, happy Mother's Day to you. I want to thank God today for my mother who blessed me in such a powerful way and invested in me in such a powerful way. And I always tell people, if there's anything good in me, anything loving, anything kind, anything nice in me, I got it from my mother, and I thank God for her. She went home to be with the Lord in 2008, but rarely a day goes by that I don't think about her love, her encouragement, and her support. And I pray that if your mother's still with you, man, make sure you give her a hug, show her some love, give her a call, do whatever you can to let her know how special she is in your life. Now, if you like us or love us, please share us with a family member or friend. Let them know there's never been a better time for hope. And remember, we want to inform your head, inspire your heart, and encourage your spirit to become all that God wants you to be. You're not watching us to make us a big church. We are here to help you become the biggest and best person you can possibly be. Our scripture reading today is coming from 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Now I'm going to read two scriptures for you today that I believe are a celebration of the history and the legacy that we have inherited from our mothers. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 is the first scripture I want to read for you and it reads as follows. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. The second scripture I want to read for you is 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning at verse 12. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. One of the things that we believe here at the Good Hope Church and we practice and invest in is the discipleship of our children, to pour love into our children, to give them a strong foundation upon which to stand for the rest of their lives. And we're grateful for the foundation that was laid in Timothy by his grandmother and by his mother. And my prayer is for all of the mothers who are listening that you will lay that foundation in your children as well and that you would encourage them even in their adult years because I believe without a shadow of a doubt there's never a time that we don't need the love of our mother and our father in our lives. This is the word of the Lord. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time. Father, we thank you and we bless you for today. We thank you for the celebration of mothers. And we thank you because in a very real sense, the love that you have shared with us can only accurately be expressed on earth in the unconditional, uncompromising love that mothers show to their children. We pray now, God, that our worship would be acceptable in your sight, that good seed would go forth and find good soil so that it will germinate in our lives and help us to be the best that we can possibly be for you. We love you and we ask these blessings in Jesus' name, we pray. 
amen. Now this Mother's Day, we have a special treat for you. Uh, th this is my sister from another mister. Man, I love this woman so much. Even before I had an opportunity to meet her when I moved here to Houston, I had heard about her and heard about her tremendous gift and her commitment to not just singing the songs of Zion, but her commitment to ministering through those songs so that you, when you listen to her, uh, you not only hear her, but you feel her. And I thank God for this sister, for her consenting to come and be part of our worship experience. And that's none other than Kathy Taylor Outley. I want to thank God for her today. And I want you to, if you will, just wave your hands. Just thank God for her as she comes and ministers in song to remind us that God is with us. And I don't know about you, but that's a reminder that I need every day, every hour to know that God is with me. Come on, let's worship the Lord together with our sister, Kathy Taylor Outley. Sometimes life can change suddenly and you find it hard to even breathe so used to being strong now I'm barely hanging on Gotta stand tall Or too many would fall What would people say If they knew I felt this way Then God gave me this refrain And I Forsake you, 
Right where you are, you just ought to lift your hands and tell God, thank you. Hallelujah. God with us. name is Jesus. If you know it, help me call him wherever you are today. When you're lonely and your heart is filled with despair, remember God cares. And when you're in Omega, 
precious is that name. Come on, somebody, you can remember the old folk telling you it's Jesus in the morning, Jesus in the noonday, and Jesus when the sun goes down. When trouble comes into your life, when you feel like you're under attack, man, just call on the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but Lord have mercy, there's something about his name. Thank you, Kathy, for allowing the Lord to use you today in such a powerful way to remind us of how precious the name of Jesus is. Let's go to God in prayer and ask God's blessings on our time today. Father, thank you for this preaching moment. I pray now that everything that we do and say will be pleasing in your sight. God, hide me behind your cross so your people will see and hear you and receive the hope and light that they need to make it through these dark times. We bless you and we thank you, and we ask you to have your way now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of the worst feelings in the world is to have somewhere you have to be, run out of the house, 
Get in your car, stick the key in the ignition. I'm old school now. Turn the ignition and get nothing. I mean nothing. Not a a nothing. And you know at that moment you are probably going to be late if you're going to make it at all. Something like 73% of car troubles when it talks about your car not starting is tied by some to your battery. Your battery, whether your battery is dead or run down or maybe the cables are loose on the battery, the overwhelming majority of times that your car does not start is because of the battery. Either the battery is bad or the battery is dead or the battery needs recharging, or maybe you need a boost, you need a jump, whatever it is, you have some trouble with your battery. And let me ask you a question, my brothers and sisters. What do you do when it's not your battery that's dead, but it's your spirit that's dead? Like when you get to that point where you are so beaten up and beaten down, and you've just been through so much that your spirit being is literally at a place where you need a recharging. Man, on last week, we started this message, and I want to conclude it today, what to do when your belief needs a boost, what to do when your belief needs a boost. See, every one of us We'll get to a place and get to a time when we need a boost in life. When we get to the place spiritually where we are worn down and worn out. I shared with you on last week and and was very transparent in sharing with you some of my own personal struggles. and, And I heard back from many of you this past week over how that message was just for you. I want to finish the message that we started on last week, how to get a boost for your belief. Our text today comes out of Mark chapter 9, and foundationally it's in verse 24, but I want to share the preceding scriptures to give you a sense of context as to what's going on. Now, on last week I shared with you two things. First thing I shared with you, number one, was that you need to realize it's normal in life to have your faith challenged. It's normal in life to have your faith challenged. Whatever faith you needed to get saved, you need more faith to be sustained. The faith that you needed to say, Jesus, come into my life, was a powerful demonstration of faith. But how do you now continue to walk with the Lord? How do you make sure you're growing in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ so that your faith muscle is growing stronger and stronger? In Mark chapter 9, beginning at verse 14, the Scripture says that Jesus came and he saw a great multitude surrounding his disciples and scribes, and he walks up and he he finds a man who was there who has a son who has been possessed by a spirit as the text describes it. He he had a physical malady that would seize him and throw him down, and he would foam at the mouth and gnash his teeth and become rigid. Uh, Those who would look back on this text, uh, they would project that this young man had a form of epilepsy and had experienced seizures throughout his life. Uh, the, The man, the father, comes with his son, and he goes to the disciples, and the disciples are unable to cast out the spirit. They're unable to heal him. The scribes are sitting there. They are hapless. They they have no spiritual power. They only have the power to criticize. They don't even have the power or the wherewithal to be compassionate. And Jesus comes, and he He sees this man, 
in a tough situation. My brothers and sisters, can I tell you something? Every one of us in life, we will find ourselves at a place, at a point, at a time when our faith is challenged, whether we are being challenged mentally, emotionally, physically, or spiritually, our faith will be challenged. There will be a time when that simple faith that you have had in God will be tested and tried to see if it has the complexity, or should I say the density, to be able to endure the new challenges that are coming your way. Trials are going to come. Challenges are going to come to your faith. Don't be shocked. Don't be surprised when they come. We look for attacks from the devil, but sometimes these challenges come to test us, to strengthen us, and to develop us. The second thing I shared on last week is that you must acknowledge and address your moments of spiritual weakness if you are going to receive God's blessings in your life. You must acknowledge and address those moments of spiritual weakness. The Father comes to Jesus, verse 22, and he says, and often he has thrown him into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us. If you can do anything, have compassion on us. Go down to verse 24 in Mark chapter 9. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. The disciples were powerless and ineffective. The crowd was unspiritual. The religionists were self-centered and critical. The father was helpless, but at least he made his way to Jesus. He made his way to Jesus. He went to Jesus. He says to Jesus, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. He comes with this paradoxical cry to Jesus. On the one hand, I believe, Lord. But on the other hand, I need, I need some help for my unbelief. I, I, I'm betwixt and between. I'm over here, but I'm over there. I believe you can, but Lord, I, I'm still looking at my present reality. And what I see in my present reality is not lining up with my faith. Lord, I believe. But I've been dealing with this a long time, Lord. I need you to help my unbelief. How many times do you think this father might have prayed for his son to be delivered? How many times do you think this father might have gone to the doctor to see if there was any medical advancements to address this issue that his son was dealing with? How many times do you think this, this father sought help and could find none? And I would venture to say, like you and like me, listen carefully. Every time he made a step of faith and the answer was no or there was no change, his faith began to weaken. Come on, am I knocking on your door right now? I mean, have you been going through something and you've been praying and you started off strong? You're like, I know God can make a way and no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And if God be for me, he's more than the world against me. And all of those scriptures are true. And you have proudly pronounced all of them. But how long do you say them before you start thinking, you know what? Maybe the weapon that's been formed is going to prosper. Maybe the enemy that's been coming against me is going to be victorious. I, I know I'm a conqueror, but I, I feel more conquered than like a conqueror. Listen to me carefully. You, you have to make sure that you go to the Lord and you tell the Lord, you say to the Lord, Lord, listen, I, I need you to know, I need you to know, God, that I recognize my belief, my faith 
but I also recognize where my faith is lacking. And Lord, I, I need you to help me with that. Can, can I talk honest with somebody? I, I've, I've been preaching the gospel. This, this year will be my 40th anniversary preaching. I've been pastoring at the Good Hope Church 27 years now. Um, Good Hope is my fourth church that, that God has allowed me to serve. And there have been various steps of faith along the way. But can I be honest with you and tell you, even now there are times that my faith is challenged. Now, here's what I will tell you. What challenged my faith 20 years ago doesn't challenge my faith now because my faith has gotten stronger, right? So what challenged me 20 years ago and, and had me laboring and praying before God. Now, now I just know, well, no, God, God's going to work that out. And so it's as if God says, okay, then let me see if I can get you to another level of faith. Let me see if I can strengthen your faith. And so instead of me getting hit with one thing at a time, it may be two things, three things. It may be things in my family and things in, in the church and things outside of my control that I'm getting hit with. And, 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 and can I tell you what God is, is doing in my own life? In, in the midst of every challenge that's coming, God is teaching me how to become more and more dependent upon him. See, there's two things that you've got to accept when you see your faith being challenged. Make sure you don't move in your flesh, make sure you move to affirm and strengthen your faith. See, if you respond in your flesh, then can I tell you where you end up landing? You end up landing somewhere between ignorance and amnesia. You say, what do you mean, Pastor? Ignorance in terms of ignoring what God has done and what he's doing around you or amnesia, you have forgotten what God has already done. Whenever we get to a place where we accept hopelessness where we are, it's because we are ignoring what God is doing around us and or we have forgotten what God has done to get us where we are right now. If he did it before, he can do it again. Same God back then, same God right now. He's the same God. But the question is, will you change your focus from your flesh to your faith? Let me quickly get to today's message, part two. One and only thing I want to share with you. Here it is. You need to realize your faith will help and will be strengthened only when you seek help from the Lord. Your faith will be strengthened only when you seek help from the Lord. I want you to hear what this man says to Jesus and what Jesus says to him. Verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now remember, in verse 22, the man says to Jesus, look at it, but if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. So the man says to Jesus, if you can, help us. Jesus says to the man, no, the question is not if I can, the question is, can you? If you can believe. The question is not, can I do something? The question is, can you do what you need to do in order to see my power manifested in the life of your son and in your life? Isn't it amazing how many times we pray, Lord, have mercy. God, if you can. Can you imagine God saying to you, if you can believe, Lord, have mercy. If you can believe. All things are possible if you can believe. If you can believe, not in yourself, if you can believe in God. See, faith by itself is not enough. It's the object of your faith that makes a difference. You can have a whole lot of faith, but if you have a whole lot of faith in the wrong object, let me see if I can make it plain. 
if you were going out on a lake and it was covered in ice and you were determined that you were going to go and walk out on that lake that was covered in ice, guess what? If you had a little bit of faith in a thick sheet of ice that was two feet thick, that little bit of faith would serve you well because you can walk on ice that was two feet thick. But if you had a whole lot of faith in a piece of ice that was as thin as a sheet of paper, guess what? That whole lot of faith in a little bit of ice would put you in the drink, would put you at the bottom of that water source. Jesus says to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to the one who believes. The man responded and said, Lord, I believe. <laughs> Help my unbelief. He cried out for Jesus to help him, even in his faith. It was an act of faith for him to cry out to Jesus. The belief that the Lord could do, he needed help in believing because here's what he understood. And here's what Jesus communicated to him. Unbelief is debilitating to the life of a believer. Unbelief will keep you from praying. Unbelief will keep you from seeking God. Unbelief will keep you from trusting God because you are focusing more on your faith, on your fear, than you are on your faith. That's why you see in the Scriptures unbelief keeping people from seeing the power of God manifested in their life. Matthew 13, 58, let me read it for you. And he did not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. He could not do the miracles that he had the power to do, the miracles that he did in other villages and other towns and other cities. Why? Because they did not believe. And unbelief will keep you from completing what God has started in your life. Ask Peter, walking on the water. I told you last week, Peter's walking on the water, y'all. He believed. He said to Jesus, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come on the water. Jesus says, come on. Peter gets out of the boat and starts walking on the water. But between leaving the boat and getting to Jesus, the Bible says he began to sink and cries out in the extreme passive voice, Lord, save me. And Jesus says, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? You were already walking. Why would you doubt and not finish what I had started in your life? If God says come, then go. And trust that the God who says come is going to give you safe passage to where he wants you to get. A lack of faith is always a problem. His father said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And, and watch what happens. Watch what happens. Go back, if you will, to verse 25. When Jesus saw the people, they came running together. He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him, and he became as one dead, so that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. This one cannot come out but by prayer, and fasting. The man says, if, if, you, if you can, have compassion on us. Jesus says, the question is not if I can. The question is, can you believe? Jesus says, I have the power if you have the faith. Do you believe? 
The man says, I believe, help my unbelief. Wherever my belief falls short, God, I need you to make up the difference. Lord, make up the difference. Help my unbelief. I told you I was at that place. I'm still at that place right now. Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. And, and I've got to tell you, I'm feeling better now, but I'm only feeling better because I am more dependent upon God. God, God is teaching me some humility in the midst of all of this, saying, I, I, I hear that you believe, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to help you in your unbelief, but you've got to seek me. And how do we get there? Jesus says there's some things that don't happen, but by prayer and fasting. Now listen to me carefully, and then I'm going to let you go. Listen to me carefully. Typically, we focus on praying to get. And we don't pray as fervently or as often to become. We pray for God to give us, but we don't pray near as hard for God to make us. One of the things God has shown me in the midst of this is that while I'm praying for God to do something with a situation, I also have to acknowledge that God is trying to do something in me. Lord, have mercy. That God wants to teach me something about me as much as he wants to do something about my situation. And that even if he doesn't do anything about the situation, God knows he's still trying to do something to me. By prayer and by fasting, Jesus rebukes the spirit. Spirit comes out. Disciples say, how did this happen? By prayer and by fasting. Listen, somebody, ask the Lord to rebuke the devil in your life. Ask the Lord to speak to your situation and realize that the devil is not going to give up without a fight, but he is not going to be ultimately victorious. Prayer and fasting. Uh, some translations don't add the fasting in. They just focus on prayer. Uh, when you talk about fasting, uh, it's, not, it's not simply just giving up a meal. Uh, it, it's not intermittent fasting. It's not you starving yourself. It, it's literally a reference to spending time in prayer that you otherwise would not spend? Am I willing to turn over my plate? Am I willing to skip a meal, two or three, in order to spend an inordinate amount of time in prayer? Time that I would normally spend eating, I'm willing now to spend that time in prayer. Because what the Lord is saying is prayer literally connects us with God and strengthens our faith in God. We, we have to seek after God so that we can walk and operate in his power and not in ours. Look at Deuteronomy 4.29. But from there you will search again for the Lord your God, and if you search for him with all your heart and soul, you will find him. Jeremiah 29.13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Proverbs 8, 17. Come on, read it with me, if you will, wherever you are. I love those. Come on, read it with me. I love those who love me and those who seek me diligently find me. Spiritual weakness can be conquered by seeking spiritual power outside of yourself. And guess what? Even in your strength, God can reveal to you your weakness by just adding more to your situation. I, I don't think there's any of us who would say a 300-pound person who can bench press 300 pounds is weak. I mean, if you can bench press 300 pounds, 
at 200 pounds of weight. You, you, you're a strong person, right? I mean, you can bench press 300 pounds. A person that can pick up 500 pounds, you say, man, that, that's, that's a strong person. But listen, strength is relative. Here's what I mean. A person who can bench press 300 pounds is strong compared to the average person. But if you put them in a competition with people who are bench pressing 400 pounds, guess what that person who bench presses 300 pounds looks like? A weakling. Because he can't or she can't hang with those who are lifting a greater weight, right? It's not hard to make somebody in the gym look weak. All you have to do is add weight. And if you add more weight than they can handle, come on, somebody, if you can add more weight than they can lift, then you can reveal their weaknesses and or their limitations. And I need somebody to hear me today to know that when it comes to your faith and God wants to develop your faith, all he needs to do is add some weight on your faith moment to test you and try you to get you to a place where you say, Lord, I need you. I need your help. I can't make it without you. And prayer gives us access to that power. In the midst of everything I was dealing with, I mean, I'm, I'm getting hit left and right, up and down, front and back. And I just stopped and said, Lord, what, what are you trying to show me? And I could hear the Holy Spirit say, pray. 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 And, and I'm hearing the Spirit of God telling me to pray. And then I'm realizing, man, I haven't been praying about this situation like I should have been praying. I haven't been praying like I should be praying. God, I need, I need to pray. And I, I need to trust God. I need to pray. And, and I need to affirm my faith. In my praying. You've heard the saying, much prayer, much power, little prayer, little power, no prayer, no power. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 says, without faith it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who what? Who seek him. John 3.27 says, John replied, no one can receive anything unless God gives it from heaven. 2 Corinthians 3, verses 5 through 6, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. You know why we fail when our faith is challenged? Because we're not strong enough in and of ourselves to handle it apart from God. I want to challenge you today to focus not on the what if, but to focus on the even if. What if results in fear? What if this? What if this? What if this? You think about a hundred what if scenarios and only one what if is going to take place but you worry about the other 99 just like it's the one that's going to take place. Instead of focusing on and having an even-if mentality. Because an even-if mentality equals faith. Even if this happens, I'm going to trust you. Even if this goes down, I'm going to praise you. Even if this happens, God, I'm going to give you the glory. I'm going to focus on you. I told you one of the worst feelings in the world is to go out of the house, jump in your car, stick your key in the ignition, turn the ignition, and you get nothing. Get nothing. Battery is dead. Now, when that would happen in the past, you would call a neighbor, call a friend, and you would ask them to come over and give you a jump. This is something that those of you who are 40 and under may not have ever seen in your lives. They're called jumper cables, right? And you would connect the cables. Uh, you would connect one positive and ground it, one negative, 
and then you would connect it to the car that is in need of a jump, and that good battery would give power to that bad battery so that that bad battery could turn that engine over and that car could start. You need a boost. You need a jump. You have to find a good battery, a power source, better than the one that you have in your vehicle. And then you need some cables to connect your bad battery with the good battery, to connect your weak battery with the strong battery. Can I tell you something? If God is our power source, then prayer, those are our jumper cables. Prayer connects us with the power source so that we can shift out of fear and move into faith. That father said, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Jesus said, if you believe, all things are possible. And the Lord said, I can take your little belief and do much because of the object of your faith. My prayer today for you, my brothers and sisters, is that you would learn how to trust God and allow God to boost your belief, to empower your faith so that you can trust him no matter what you're going through. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. I pray now that everything that is done has been done and has been said has been pleasing in your sight. I thank you, God, because you have said in your word, in Psalm 34, that you are close to the brokenhearted and you rescue those whose spirits are crushed. I thank you because in Psalm 91, verse 14, you say, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. You said when we call on you, you will answer and you will be with us in trouble. You will rescue and honor us. And so, God, we trust your word and we trust you. And we ask you to bless as only you can. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, my brothers and sisters, if you are with us today and you've never asked the Lord into your life, I want to give you an opportunity to do so. If you want to know how to accept Christ into your life, you can click on the link that says, I want to accept Christ, but how? If you want to know how to become a Christian, what that means. It's not about religion it's not about rituals or routines. It's about a relationship with the God who loves you so much. He loves you where you are, but he loves you so much he doesn't want to leave you there. If you're looking for a church home and you want to become part of our church on the digital platform, you can click the button that says, I want to join the church. And we'll walk you through step by step what you can do to become part of our church on the digital platform. Uh, we're meeting with our COVID advisory task force here at the church, and we're talking about how we're going to reopen. But here's what I want you to know. Even when we reopen our campus, uh, we're going to continue what we're doing on the digital platform because I believe God is giving us a unique opportunity to reach the world for Jesus Christ. And I want to encourage you to allow God to use you to do the same. Six different ways you can worship the Lord in giving today if you haven't already. And if you'd like to give to our 149th church anniversary, you still have an opportunity to do that as well. Uh, as we continue the kingdom work that God has called us to do, uh, you know, I'm reminded that uh, the only reason for you to face spiritual opposition is because the devil is mad at what you're doing. And I know for a fact that our church and this ministry has the devil angry. Hundreds of thousands of people we've been able to bless and minister to in a variety of ways down through the years. Uh, the devil can't be happy. Uh, 
We're not playing church. We're serious about being church. And I know the devil is mad. And that's one of the reasons we're coming under the attacks that we're coming under. But in the midst of it all, we still have to trust God. I want to uh, thank you for uh, your prayers. And I want to ask you to continue to pray. I stated on last week, um, we have a legal situation um, where we're being forced to do something that we don't believe the law is saying we have to do. And we're praying. Uh, we won on one level, then we had to go back to court. We lost in the Court of Appeals. Now we're going back again. And I don't know how long or how far this fight will go. We'll go as far as the Lord leads us and, and the Lord provides for us to go. Um, but, but we believe that we have a higher calling and a higher purpose for what God has blessed us with. And so I'm going to ask you to continue to pray. Pray for me. Pray for our church leadership. Pray for our trustees. Pray that God's will will be done. Pray that we will be victorious in accordance with God's will and that we would be good stewards of what God will bless us with. Pray that God will give us wisdom and in the midst of wisdom, give us courage to trust him in the midst of it all. And however the Lord leads you to pray beyond that, I, I solicit and ask for your prayers, all right? Listen, don't forget, it's Mother's Day today. So make sure you have everything in place to wish your mother a happy Mother's Day. And uh, if your mother's gone, home to be with the Lord. I think about that old song that Aretha Franklin popularized some years ago, Precious Memories, How They Linger, How They Ever Flood My Soul. And think about those precious memories of the loved one who gave you life and gave you an opportunity to become all that God has desired you to be. All right? Don't forget, God is doing something wonderful in you. God is doing something wonderful in me. Thank you, Kathy Taylor Outley, for allowing the Lord to use you. We love you. And you know, anytime you call, we're going to be there. All right? Come on, let's give God some praise. Let's give God some glory. Sing it for yourself. God is doing something wonderful in me. Showing up on the outside